Hello and welcome back to Onboard and Sharing. Today's episode, we have Alex and Rizal chatting about their C-section and their trials and tribulations through the, the pregnancy and birth. Awesome. So tell us from the beginning, how did you guys fall pregnant? Was it a surprise? Was it planned? Was it... I wouldn't say it was, it wasn't not planned. I mean, so lucky. Because I mean, also, I mean, like I'm 31, he's 40. We Everybody knows where kids come from. Okay, sorry. So it, was, it wasn't planned, but not, not planned. So it was okay. a welcome surprise. Oh, I love that. So a welcome surprise. I love that. And did you yeah. guys have any like emotions around falling pregnant? Was it like blissful or was it like, Okay, well, this is what happens when you are growing up and you do growing up things. <laughs> um, no, I was, I was very happy. I was really happy. But um, I, I think we both, um, we were quite hesitant at first because all my friends had um, a lot of complications. Yeah. So we were a little bit nervous. But um, overall, we were, I was really happy. I don't know what Alex, but I was really happy. <laughs> Yes, I was too. <laughs> no, I, we just said that, uh, you know, we need to be blessed um, because a lot of people is trying and unfortunately they they cannot have babies or they struggle. With and uh, this is a blessing, that we said. Absolutely. I love yeah. it. Nice. I love it. The European accent in this. I love it, man. Loving it. <laughs> <laughs> the darkness conversation <laughs> <laughs> and um when you spoke to me you told me that your first uh, train of thought was to go natural and um what happened between the decision to do natural and going to c-section like how did you decide your hospital slash the process <laughs> I, started, like, I was i felt like i needed to do natural because that is what your body is supposed to do okay and then and I, I was scared that I would miss out on the experience when I don't do it. Okay. So I was very I wanted to go that way, but I was also a little bit indecisive and close to the end of it, I got a bit nervous when it got to when do I stop working? Because I can't be working and then suddenly going into labor while the client is sitting in front of me. Um so I felt like doing a C-section would be better planned but I still wasn't sure so by our last scan that we went to the doctor she said to me so do I know what I want to do and I said I'm not exactly sure and she's like okay let's book for a c-section but if you just change your mind then that's so okay yeah and so I was like no that's fine and then um yeah Luna had other plans for us because the, the very next I, I was probably in labor already at the doctor um, and we just, we thought it was a Braxton Hicks, but, um, and then the next morning at two, my, my water broke and doctor came in and she said to me, like, do, do we know what we want to do yet? And I still said, oh, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure. And then she said to me that Luna is in distress and that made me decide like, let's do a C-section. Okay. And how did you feel when she mentioned that you had to do a C-section? Well, I think the first question is, did, did you ever feel like the social pressures of having to go natural? I, I did feel, I felt pressure from both sides because I felt like some people made me feel that I wouldn't be as good as a mother if I don't do it natural. Wow. And then um, 
other people were like, oh no, it's it's so much easier doing C-section like you. And then my, my sister-in-law, she had a C-section with her first child and she was adamant and said to me, because her son is, I think, six months older than, than Luna. Mm. And she kept on saying to me, like, don't do a C-section. It's the worst thing you'll ever do. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was very, yeah, it, it was hard to decide what to do. Yeah. If I, if I must say, mm -hmm. there was a lot of, um, a lot of, um, I must say, not changing because for everyone is is some, is having something to say. Everyone is having is having something to say where is best for you. Um, then that's also, also was keeping, um, and I think it was more Roussel with dubs about dubs of what what is best to do. But if we are more we're more pragmatic, and I'm just talking as a, as as a, as a dad side, and and it's not I think that needs to support, mm -hmm. and mom needs to decide. Um, but look, C-section is having pros and cons, uh, and natural is also having pros and cons. Um, where at the end of the day, you know, in our case, there was not that much options. Yeah. Um, but whatever will be important is that the baby comes healthy. Um, and sometimes I think that people is a little bit obsessed of if it's natural or is or is C-section. And at the end is like our uh, antenatal nurse that, nurse that we have is um, sun rough or so no what is that? Is uh, you take it with the sun, you know, with the kind oh, of you, uh, it through the sunroof. Sunroof or 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 not. But the important is that the baby comes healthy. That's the, that's the most important. But uh, unfortunately, a lot of people are having a lot of a lot to say. And funny enough, during the month, people that were saying uh, better C-section at the end were saying not. And uh, I think no, it just it's a very personal decision. Eh? And whatever decision is taking is good. No, that's it. No, I think you have to be happy with it at the end because a friend of mine actually said to me that because um, she was also, she was, um, she wanted to do natural all the way and then she also had to do an emergency C-section and she was, I remember she was very upset that she had to do a C-section. She was, I think I went to go see her when she was eight months, of eight weeks postpartum and she was still upset about it. She was still crying about it and she said, and it, it took her it took her a good few months to get over it. And when she eventually did, she said to me, do you know what, friend? At the end of the day, nobody really cares how your child came into the world. Yeah. As long as they're happy and healthy. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That is so, so true. Um, yeah. Uh, in terms of your culture and where you come from versus Rizal and her culture, how did you see those traditions and ways of doing things and thinking affect sort of the, the, the journey of, of pregnancy, I guess, but also where you guys are going from here onwards in terms of parenting. How do you see those sort of two mindsets and worlds sort of working together? Okay. How many time we have? Hours? <laughs> <Yeah>. Just go. <laughs> Look, um, that's a good question. It's really a good question. And, and, and I really believe it's depending... Is depending how you want to see. Uh, we will not deny that we had a, a, a little bit of adjustments before Luna, um, after Luna, and probably we will have later on. And 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 the culture, yes, it's it's or the different culture, it's definitely can make uh, or can easily uh, make us jump, you know, one against the other. Um, but 
if we talk about being parent, the, the difference is that in Europe, in general, eh, we are much more stressed. Uh, we run everywhere, uh, always we late, um, where I don't think we enjoy being parent. I mean, it's the first time that I'm being a parent and I cannot judge 100%, but we don't enjoy small things like the photo shoots and all of these kind of things that you have here. Um, it was a big finding for me because we don't have, you know, the announcement or the babies and, you know, people, some people, they take photos, but it's not, it's, they don't do that. Um, also, you need to also to understand that we live mainly in cities where probably you don't have big venues or, or and also the tradition is a little bit, um, is less, is less Christian than what tradition you have here. Yeah. And that's a big thing. Um, we, mainly in Europe, people is, Catholic, not Christian. I mean, it's Christian, but it's Catholic, and it's slightly different, and and that also makes a big a big breakthrough of of what you think is not what what you live as a normality and what we live as a normality. But um, all in all, I think it's respect is the is the is the is what is needed, um, and to listen the other. Where sometimes it's easy to say it and difficult to do it, but we need to. I also think one of the one of the big Precious coming back to like C-sections for me was I know that that Alex said to me that um, C-sections in in Europe isn't as freely choosable as it is here. You really only get a, a C-section if you have to get one there. You don't yeah. get to choose like we get to choose. And I think that for me also gave me put me a little bit under pressure because I I wanted him to think that I'm strong enough to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, that was one of the things, like culture-wise, that was different. Yeah, and and in fact, my my family is mainly in the in the healthcare sector, and um, well, my my brother is a doctor, uh, but my my mom is now retired, but is being a, a nurse. And then when and, and his mom, oh, is his mom of three. Then when I mention about what she thinks about uh, C-section on natural, and um, and I asked her because Roselle was asking me to ask literally uh, and it's a language barrier there um she said that uh, natural and is much better recovery better and you know all in all and i was listening all in all one person is going to tell you why 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 he or she thinks or mainly she thinks one you know natural or c-section is best and the same reasons for best another person will tell you for the other option unfortunately yes. everyone is, is having too much to say and with what we don't wait or, or spend time as a couple to to really discuss because she now is saying that uh, and she said at the, at the end um, that uh, she doesn't want me to think that she's uh, she's not strong and so on and my my answer was we will do what you think is best i want you to be healthy um, then definitely we was a baby healthy and we we blessed to have a, a healthy baby but for me the most important it was the mommy on that time and she whatever she will Whatever the moms they decide, in my opinion, it's the dads they need to support. Absolutely. Yeah. And good for you for supporting her. I mean, you could have had really, you could have like brought in your European culture and like Rizal, you are the woman, you must push it out, you know? <laughs> good for you. And I'm glad that you guys were able to discuss that kind of stuff. I think it's important. And um, do, did you guys have a birthing team from, uh, I don't know, from like six months or did you have a birthing team at all or? We just, we had an antenatal nurse who, who basically we did, um, I think it was like four, 
four Zoom sessions with her, and then and then the last one she came home, and then she showed us how to birth baby, and she showed us um, videos about the different types of births and um, about the epidurals, how different it is and how it works. And but that's all we had. Okay, and you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Alex. Sorry. <laughs> and that's a good recommendation. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's really a good recommendation. You went through at the beginning is a little bit shocking because you go through various, you know, the phases of um, and and you don't remember everything. And I might tell you now, I don't remember everything that she was teaching us. But yeah. emotionally, mainly emotionally, you feel much more ready to be a parent. And that was a key. It was a key factor for us. It was a game changer. Yeah. to feel because let's be honest she was explaining to us how to bath and i was not remembering we had some with them but always have youtube eh? um on currently <laughs> but the, the reality is that that it's making you you are more in peace and you feel more um ready ready to be a parent and that's i think is a game changer yeah and and the whole zoom uh, classes was that because of covid or was that just because of your guys time schedule what was the reason for it being on Zoom. Um, I think it's it's it mainly because um of how far we were from one another. Uh, because she was yeah, she was in um past Linksfield and, and, and we in Centurion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think you're so right when Alex when you said that like the, the antenatal just helps you to prepare to become a parent. I think that we've lost that um sense of passing down the heritage of becoming parents from from way back when because we no longer have the communities of the grandmother teaching the granddaughter on how to become a parent and like we kind of have to just like survive it on our own so and I think it's also because we've got such a fast-paced environment mm. that we have to we've got to play catch up all the time so I think definitely any kind of classes to prepare you is definitely helpful so yeah, yeah for, for us was working and it's, it's, a, it's, it's something that I will always recommend. I was very, very, I'm going to say negative or not open to do it, but we did it because Rosel was asking for, um, and I was not that thing that uh, like needed to be honest, but then after I can, uh, I, I can, well, I can realize that it was, it was really a good decision. And um and it's something that I will recommend. And it's not, I mean, medical aid can pay it. I think so. Uh, I do pay not it. in our, the, the, the medical aid can, can, can support if you have medical aid. And it's something that is not that expensive if you don't, if medical aid is not paying. And it's a good, it, I, for me, it's an investment. I, I, I see it now as an investment of, of time and money. I love that you said that. Did you have any complications before or during your birth or birth, your pregnancy? I know you mentioned that you had a bit of IBS um, that you had to deal yes. with. Yes, I suffered quite badly with cramping at night in my legs. Yeah. Um, where, and that's where the, the antenatal nurse was, because I contacted her quite early um, in my pregnancy. And then she's like, okay, well, closer to the end, we'll do your classes. But she's available at any time. So she she gave me this little, little recipe to drink um, with whatnot for my for cramping. And then it was just the IBS that I, that I suffered with quite a bit. And did the tea help with the cramping or the, the mixture that she gave you or whatever? 
No, it helped. And it was, it was silly things. It was like tea with rehydrate and a little bit of cranberry juice. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's helpful. <laughs> yeah, no, it was the work. It was amazing. And during your birth, did you have any complications or was it just, I know that you said that you um, had to go for emergency C-section, obviously, but I mean, you mentioned that you the day before you had Braxton Hicks. Did you experience Braxton Hicks before or was it just a different kind of contraction? No. Well, three weeks before Luna came, I um, she wasn't really moving the way that I was used to her moving. She So I, I called the doctor and they sent me for a non-stress test where they there, um, well, discovered that I was having contractions already. Yeah. And um, I mean, I didn't know. The nurse was like, do you feel that? And I'm like, feel what? And then <laughs> she's like, you're having contractions. Ah. So then um, they gave me steroids uh, to just develop her lungs better for if she had to come early. And then they um, sent me home. I think I was in hospital for three days. They sent me home. And then when we went for our checkup the day before Luna came, my my belly was shaped a little bit weird. But I thought it was the way Luna was laying. Maybe she was, because I mean, obviously her space is getting a little bit less now. So maybe you can see it easier. And um, while I was laying on the doctor's table, she said to me, oh, look there, you're having a contraction. And I said to her, but I don't, I don't feel anything. And she's like, yeah, it's, it's probably just a Braxton Hicks. And I was like, oh, okay. And um, that night, I remember I was still cooking and I was fine. And then I went to go shower and my, my lower back was really sore. And I, and, uh, I went to go sit on the couch by Alex and he still joked with me. And he said to me, oh, what are you in labor? And I was like, no, man, don't be silly. And I went to bed and I was fine. And then, yeah, I just, I got out of to go wee and then just the water just streamed down and that was it and then I had a little bit of pain um on my way to the hospital but nothing nothing major and that was it interesting so the the main things that you had was just steroids obviously to develop her lungs um yeah you did the stress test for the contraction I find that fascinating that you like you must be like the the Every woman is just like, I'm so nervous about the labor pains. And you're like, I didn't even feel it. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't feel it. <laughs> oh, goodness. That is so cool. And did you have any, like, what, did you have any um, effects to anything after the birth? Did you have any infections? Did you recover okay? Um, I had quite a bad infection um, where we, we don't really know what happened or how it happened um but I had quite a bad infection where I had free fluid in my abdomen and I also had an obstruction okay so by the time um we actually that I actually went to the doctor because I thought that um the pain that I was feeling the cramps I was getting was because of the seating so I didn't really think that it was necessary to go to the doctor or because I thought that was just your probably your uterus going back to its normal place and size and what all, all those things, when actually it was my infection. I think my infection count was something like 280. Yeah. You're... Where the doctor says they, they admit you at 100. Oh. That's, that was a close one, hey? You were 80. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
That is And what happened while you were in hospital? Was Luna with you? Was Alex having to look after her or? Um, we lucky that we, um, yeah, we have the best nanny in the world. We really are super blessed. We found her um, even before Luna came and she started working for us in January already so that we could kind of get to know one another before Luna came. And um, she really took over where I couldn't because I remember the, um, I was very sick on the Saturday. I was still, I was working. Luna was about a week old and I started working. And um, I was very sick on the Saturday. And by the Tuesday, I couldn't, um, I physically couldn't take care of Luna. So I, I had to ask the nanny to take her from me because I, I couldn't take care of her. And Alex had to take me to the emergency room. So the, the nanny really did everything for us. She, um, she bathed Luna. She kept her to her feeding schedule. And all of those things. So did, oh, sorry, what was that, Alex? He said she's the best nanny in the world. <laughs> and did you have to um, pump breast milk, or what did you do while you were in hospital? Because obviously you're being pumped full of drugs and stuff. Yes. So um, they tried to keep me um, on medication that is safe for breastfeeding, but I still didn't feel 100% confident with still giving it because, I mean, it's still drugs. Yeah. at the end of the day. So what I did is I pumped and dumped the milk the whole time, but I also didn't have a load of milk because I didn't eat for four days. Oh, wow. Yeah, they weren't sure if they were going to operate on me or not, so they obviously didn't feed me. And when they decided not to operate, they put me on a liquid diet. Oh, wow. Totally yeah. <laughs> that is a intervention, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And in terms of your your birth, like what was the experience for you guys? What is the best and worst part of, of going through C-section? It just it happened so quickly. I remember like getting there and um, Alex had to run up and down and up and down to go sort out my paperwork because the maternity hospital is um, a little bit away from the main hospital where you open the file. So he was running up and down and um, obviously everybody was slow because it's three o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And um, so for me, it just happened so quickly, but the, the best experience for me was the doctors. They were really sweet. They were really nice. And the doctor really um, talked me through the whole experience because I was, I was dead afraid for the epidural. And he really explained to me how it's going to work. And he reassured me that it wasn't going to be painful. And I really didn't, that I didn't even feel. And for you, Alex, what was it like watching Rizal getting sliced open? <laughs> um, it was, for me, it was very natural because she was not panicking from the, she told me I broke the water. Then it was obvious. In fact, you're asking for this, eh? Yeah, then the process for me, it was, you know, I was feeding the dogs and then we, she told me then uh, we was very calm. She took shower, I took shower. The box was already ready, you know, prepared. Then we also realized that thanks to the, the antenatal cars that how many time we was having, then uh, it was a little bit, for me, it was a little bit difficult because then the car, in our case, eh, the car, one tire was flat, you know, then we stopped in the garage to 
to put the member air uh, not flat but it was a little bit low and the car was mentioning uh, and you don't want to joke yeah when you are going for an emergency then we arrived there and then it was like everything okay the doctor came she said uh, she she asked about natural c-section then we discussed and and then we said okay c-section probably is the best option now because the luna is in distress and and uh, and then for me it was a running I was running, then I went for emergency, everyone was sleeping. You know, remember I'm European, eh? I look a little bit active. Everyone was sleeping, I was fighting, I'm a very calm person, but I was fighting with them. I didn't know, they were not willing to open the file, then I come back, they told me no, if we have the file, because I, I said, okay, we'll open later. Then they, <laughs> in the maternity hospital, they said, no, we cannot operate. If we don't have the file, then I was running back, running again. Then finally I got, we got the file open, and uh, literally, I was just running, literally running. When I arrived to the to the to the bed, she was, they was already moving to the to the theater. I mean, it was like what one minute. No, they was waiting for me basically. And being in theater, how was that feeling? And being in theater, I mean, Roselle was panicking, was shaking, um, and then uh, basically what uh, I was trying is to support her to try keep keeping her busy. The doctors were, was really nice by just making jokes, you know, normal jokes, talking about other things because she was having too much. And then and then the best of the experience for me is that when Luna was having half of the head outside, she was starting crying. Then that moment of, of, of you don't know if, if the baby is alive or not, you know, all of us, we watch movies, right? And, and, and really you panic. So that was very nice because um, Luna was crying. She was crying like, like a hell. From, you know, it's having a lot of character, like the mom. Um, then she was crying from, from 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 the moment, from the first moment. And then it was okay. I think, in my opinion, um, the dads, whatever will be, if it's natural C-section, is really important that they have empathy. I'm not the most empathic person in the world, but just to understand what what the the the, the mommy's needs and and how you can support because it's not a you, you, you can you can paint it in pink, but it's not an easy process. And that's the truth. It doesn't sound like it. I mean, you guys had a rigmarole freaking from when the water broke, eh? I'll show you, man. Yeah, I mean, from my side, maybe just being uh, clueless and whatnot about it. But uh, result for you, what, what was the, the recovery process like with the C-section and how long did it take? And like, did you have any... Um, restrictions, the things you weren't allowed to do for how long and whatnot? Um, well, we answered off, you hear the basic of you, because one of the one of the issues for me with the C-section was the, the fact that everybody says that you can't drive for six weeks. And when I spoke to my doctor about it, she said to me, no, only 10 days. She's like, I don't know, for insurance purposes, that's why they tell you you can't drive for six weeks. So she said, but it's actually only 10 days and you're fine. But I was fine. They operated, Luna was born on at quarter to seven. And two o'clock, I stood up out of bed and I was doing my thing and I was fine. And the thing with the hospital where I gave birth is that your baby, which as far as I understand, the other hospitals, I don't know about Genesis, but where, where I gave birth in Linksfield, your baby's with you since she's born. They, they don't move her to a maternity unit or whatever. She's in your room with you. 
So you have to stand up and take care of her. You don't, I, I mean, I guess if you maybe ask a nurse if you take them, they'll take them. But I mean, she's your new baby. You would want to keep her with you. So no, I was actually fine. I didn't have any major pain from where my cut is. Um, I was actually fine. Nice. And, and uh, do you have, uh, you mentioned that when you went back into hospital that you had to have medication, but for a C-section, and again, we're pretty clueless, we're actually needing to do a podcast and do some research around the difference between C-sections and all that jazz. Um, but do, do you have to have any medication at all? Or is it just kind of the, the epidural is numbs you and then your feeling comes back as, as you move throughout your <laughs> So for me, because well, from what we understood from the antenatal nurses, there's a you get the epidural and you get a spinal block, which the one I think if you do an epidural, it lasts longer for if you do natural birth, where the spinal block is for a short period of time just for the C-section to get baby out quickly and then they remove it. So I would assume I had a, a spinal block. Because I could move my legs fairly quick after the C-section. I mean, they they kind of left me in my in my hospital bed because um, the the hospital where I gave birth, you in your your room, you actually have a double bed, so your partner sleeps there with you. Wow. But they left me in my they left me in my hospital bed up until two o'clock with Luna attached to me. But afterwards, they gave me. Um, because I remember I still said to the nurse, because I have IBS, I still said, I said to her, um, will all of this pain medication, because you obviously you have a drip, and then they bring you, um, uh, I know it was a Schedule 6 or Schedule 5 pain medication. They gave me um, something, I can't even remember what it was, but it was something silly, like a, a panado or something. Um, and then they... And I remember, and they give, give you suppositories, or tarring suppositories, which I assume is for all the, the muscles and whatnot. So I remember asking the nurse, um, will all of these pain medications not affect my IBS um, or make me constipated? Because that's something that if you go online, you see that all the moms say, especially when you give natural birth, that you have to take like stool softness with you to the hospital and stuff like that. And the nurse still said to me, no, um, that won't happen you'll be fine but I but at some point I did tell the nurse like listen I think can we stop the pain medication it's a little bit much now yeah and remember one of the um one of the other issues I had that I forgot to tell you about was on the I went in on Thursday so by the, the Sunday when they were supposed to discharge me my left leg was quite swollen my foot and I went to the nurse and then the night before and the nurse said to me no um it, it, it's natural with a c-section it, it will happen that your feet will swell and then when the doctor came to to check up on me before she would discharge me she's like no she can't discharge me um I might have a blood clot and then they ended up giving me I can't even remember what it was called but they gave me like a blood thinner just to make sure that I didn't have a blood clot oh my goodness yeah Guacamole. <laughs> you had quite an interesting birthing experience. My word. Um, operation. But did you ever, did you ever have a pain where you were cut? Like, did it ever feel sore or dis? No, not at all. 
And are you notorious for having um, a high pain threshold? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it's important to know because I think that if you don't, if people are like, oh, I'll be fine, and then they, um, I actually have, yeah, I must have, I think it, it has a lot to do with your mindset as well. Because I went into my pregnancy and I must have, I was very blessed, I had a very easy pregnancy, I had no morning sickness, I had no cravings, I had no nothing. If it wasn't for hearing Luna's heartbeats and growing a belly, we, I wouldn't have even have known that I'm pregnant. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so that I had really easy. Um, and I, I do believe it is, it is all about your mindset because if you're going to go into it, um, uh, like I know an, another girl who went for C-section and, and then she said to me that she couldn't walk for six weeks. Oh, wow. Which, for me, that's absolutely ridiculous because, I mean, I got up literally, what, a few hours after having Luna. So I do think it's it's also how you're going to go into it. If you're going to think that you are, you've just had a major surgery and you um, are not going to cope, then you are not going to cope. Yeah. I also think just having a, a kid as well is a good distraction and a, well, not a distraction, but you know what I mean? Like it's a good uh, motivator to, to get better, to get on your feet and to, to move forward. Yeah. 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 Is there anything that you would do differently about your pregnancy your birth is there anything that you would do like if you if you could rewind time and you could have and obviously we're not going to try and romanticize it but I mean like what what if what would you change if you could change anything um nothing really actually I mean I, I guess I would I would have liked to try for natural at least give it a good go and then if I couldn't do it then then it, it is what it is but Overall, the experience really wasn't bad. Okay, nice. That's good to know. And one of the questions I forgot to ask you with me about your C-section. When you when Luna came out of um, your uterus, <laughs> um, when Luna came out, how did they clean her immediately, or did they put? Did you go skin to skin, or did Alex go skin to skin? So what they did is, um, because she was in um, in distress, they they kind of took her first and they they did all their checks with her to see that she was fine, and they kind of just wiped her down, um, and then they showed her to me, and they continued doing um, whatever tests that they do on her, and then they gave her to me. And how long was that? Do you know, or was it just? And then did you just do skin to skin immediately, or were you just like? is my kid what no, so what they did with um so right after that I, th I think he said it was like 15 minutes or something yeah, yeah 10 minutes that they were busy with her and then they gave it to me and she we did skin to skin um from that time till two o'clock in the afternoon and did you like have this like euphoria feeling or was it just like this holy crap i'm a parent uh, well, it was it was at first it was a little bit surreal for me um and then I kind of looked at her and I was like you're such a strange little creature and then I then I was like no this is it and I, I really but yeah I did have this euphoric feeling that this is the best thing I've ever done oh yeah this she really is the best thing I've ever done yeah I mean, that's something that I think is the best that we did in our life. Eh? Yeah. Oh. 
So be parent, becoming a parent, do you highly recommend it, Ava? Definitely. <laughs> like this little face smiles at you. It is just life. Oh, cute man. <laughs> but is there any tips that you want to pass on to someone who's thinking about a C-section or anything about pregnancy that you want to pass on tips? Uh, babe, I would say that little mixture with the rehydrate is your best friend. Drink rehydrate. It is your best friend. You will feel a million times better. You'll be more energized. Um, and you can even drink it afterwards because um, it's it's basically it's two liters of, of whatever tea you drink, um, a liter of juice. Uh, they prefer cranberry juice for to make sure that you don't or to try and help with UTIs. And then I, I used to add to every liter of that, I added one sachet of rehydrate. And you can even drink it afterwards to um, up your milk supply. Hectic. Nice. I'm going to add that yes. in. <laughs> and um, if, if also, if you don't have enough milk, Prolac is your best friend. Nice. I'm going to make sure we put that in the show notes so that people know and just all the tips and tricks because I know that like a lot of people will, one person can try it and it will like, you'll be like a, a fire hydrant like with milk supply and they're like the Sahara Desert. So I know just like try it and just see how it goes. I also think that just to add, I think it's really important that if you if you battle with postpartum afterwards, it's really important to to get help. Like. Um, I think, and I must say, all the all the the the, the antenatal nurse, the the um, the gynecologist, and all of them were very um, on top of it. So did you? Because I know I had a little, but especially after I ended up in hospital, um, I said I said to the gynecologist at the hospital because I had two different ones that came to see me because I was in two different hospitals, and I said to the one, obviously I'm not coping well with not being with my baby, and they gave me um, a drug called Esperide, and one of the side effects of Esperide is it gives you milk. What? So it was kind of a win-win situation, as in it could up my milk supply whilst keeping me sane. <laughs> <laughs> no. But now, did you, was it just because you were away from Luna that you had a bit of postpartum depression? Would you say it's postpartum struggles or just postpartum depression? I think it's definitely postpartum depression because I was, it's also, it's a whole new life to get used to. Yeah. Because I, I remember also um, having to deal with all of this and being sick, I kind of felt like I didn't bond with Luna the way I wanted to bond with her. And um, that I battled with in, in the beginning, but then also realized, yeah, she's my baby and I love her very much, but she's also a stranger. So it's also something you need to get, and someone you need to get used to. Yeah. So that I kind of battled with in, in the beginning. That is such a good illustration. That is like drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's such a clever way of thinking about it. But so because it's easy to feel bad that you you don't suddenly feel so attached to this little human. But like I say, it's a stranger. Yeah. You don't know her, you don't know her little habits. So it, it takes time to get to know her. And I suppose for her as well, she doesn't know what this world is. She's just figuring it out just the same as you. Yes. And I, I actually read a very interesting book called um, Baby Sense. 
that kind of explains to you how it 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 works with them coming into this whole new sensory world, which that helped me a lot. Yes, perfect. But thank you guys. I really appreciate the time it took to to answer all the questions, and I, I know we learned a lot. So thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much. Anytime. Have a good evening, guys. Thanks you too. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you got a lot out of the podcast. And um, just in terms of what we took out of it is that um, when you have a new baby, you all are strangers to each other, learning how to get to know each other. And I absolutely loved it. And uh, just I loved Rizal's mindset around all her, her health issues that she had, as well as her steps that she had to take after her birth. She has such a great and incredible mindset and I think that's something definitely to add to your toolbox during your pregnancy journey. And if you enjoyed this episode, please uh, subscribe, rate and review this podcast and leave us a five-star review on whatever app you're listening to um, this episode on. And uh, yeah, it really helps us move ahead in the charts and helps other people to find this podcast. Keep well. We'll see you on the next one.